This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 38. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hello and welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for listening. I was thinking the other day that when I've been to conferences, language learning events and things like that recently, a lot of people have come up to me and said that they really enjoy listening to the podcast. So that's I've been really grateful to hear that. People used to say I enjoy reading the blog, but now they say I enjoy listening to the podcast. I don't know if they still read the blog. I hope you do. If you don't read the blog, you should. You go over to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com. Every week I publish articles, really in-depth articles about different aspects of language learning. I'm back in Cairo now after four months in London, four long months in London, and I just got back to Egypt. It's 41 degrees outside, so it's quite a shock to the system. But the show must go on, so here I am recording another podcast episode for you guys. We've got a great question today from Ben, but before we start, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show, my good friends over at italki.com, based in China, and they have a fantastic website where you can connect with native speaker teachers all around the world. If you'd like to get a free lesson, head over to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now let's get into today's question from Ben. Hi Ollie, my name is Ben and I'm learning French. At the moment I'm doing work placement in France for about eight weeks. My question to you is, how can I make the most of living with native speakers? Hey Ben, thank you so much for your question. What an interesting one. Because most people would say, you know, I'd give my right arm to to be living with native speakers in that kind of environment. But as I'm sure you know, Ben, if you've already started your placement, which I think you said you have, that it's not necessarily easy. And there can be all kinds of things that happen when you're living in that native speaker environment that make it really tough for you. And I think first and foremost, the thing is that you are living, you're getting on with your life. And that means that language learning isn't necessarily at the forefront of what you're doing. And I, this is something that I struggle with a lot. You know, I, I just, as I said in the introduction, I just got back to Egypt. And, you know, before I got back, I thought, okay, let's have a really great month of language learning. You know, let's, let's really, let's really nail Arabic this month. But the thing is, as soon as you get back and, you know, it's 41 degrees outside, you've got work, you're tired, you're jet lagged. You know, it's the last thing you're thinking about to sit down and study. So you've got this thing of real life to contend with. And I've, you know, I've lived in native speaker environments quite a lot. And I've also lived with, uh, with, with families. Um, not for some time, actually, but I have lived with, with native speaker families before and, and gone through a, a whole host of different emotions whilst I've been doing it. So I think I've got some, some good tips for you, uh, Ben, for what I would do if I was back in that situation right now. And I think the first thing to say is as far as possible, Try to have a no English rule. Now, this is very much dependent on who you're living with and, you know, what they're like. Um, but, you know, the thing about speaking in English or in, in any, in any language is that the language generally that you start speaking in is the language that sticks. It's very difficult to form any kind of relationship in one language and then move over to another. So as far as possible, Try to have a no English rule, and you know, obviously, if the guys that you're living with, I, I imagine they're French, uh, if they speak good English, that may not be practical. And if you do find yourself uh, living with people who want to speak English with you, it's tough. And you know, you could try saying to them, "Look, guys, I really want to learn French. Can we have a no English rule? See what they say. Probably won't be able to stick to it, but it's worth a try." You could you could also do things like having 
like, I don't know, French only at dinner or at breakfast or whatever. Try and set some kind of boundaries that are easy to, to, to understand and to, and to respect. Just try and give yourself some kind of leg up because otherwise it'll just be English all the time. And, you know, in that sense, you know, if you're in that kind of situation, really there's not much difference between living abroad and living at home. It's virtually the same. So I'm going to assume that the people you're living with don't speak English or are happy to speak French. And I'm going to give you some ideas for how to make the most of it yourself. It's a fantastic opportunity and you've really got to make the most of it if you can. I think the main thing is that benefits... The, the kind of results of this, what you learn from living with native speakers, it doesn't come instantly. And I've found before that you kind of tend to feel the main benefits after a period of a few weeks where you've kind of been struggling and you've been finding it really hard. But then suddenly you realize, hang on a sec, I'm actually much better than I was before at French. So don't look for kind of instant wins on a daily basis. Instead, just be aware that you're going to improve over the, over the long term, week by week, month by month, not from day to day. Now, here's the thing about living with people. L real life is very formulaic, and the same things tend to happen over and over again. You may have different conversations and talk about different things when you see people after work every day, but in between those times, the same kind of stuff happens all over, uh, you know, throughout the day, day to day, week to week. And you should figure out what that stuff is as, as soon as possible. Okay, so to give you some examples, you know, when you see people in the morning, you say, good morning, you have your first chat of the day, you may say things like, you know, what's for breakfast, or or what are you up to today, and then in the evening you might ask, you know, how was your day, or what are we doing tonight, or, you know, have we got any beers in the fridge, or <laughs> whatever. These are things that will come across, come, come up day after day. And it's just like your family life at home, you know, you tend to talk about the same things. So what I would do is be very, very observant about what those things are, make notes of them and figure out how to say them. Because if you can learn how to say those things straight away, that gives you a real confidence boost. So when you see someone in the morning, you know how to say good morning, how to have a kind of morning conversation with confidence. You know exactly what to say to people when you see them after work, you know you know, what to, I don't know, you see what I mean? These these little things that you say time after time. I tend to keep a notebook with me and I'd write, I've been writing these things down all the time. So, you know, when, if you, if people tend to say a certain thing at the end of lunch, for example, and you notice that that always gets said, write it down, go off and practice it and then start to use it yourself. Try to observe this formulaic stuff and learn that. That's the, that's, that's real life. And this is the most important stuff that you that you can get. And this is where you tend to start to bridge the gap between what you learn from a textbook or in a class to what you actually use in real life. Now, the next thing is that once you've done that, you've got the kind of the issue of how do you chat and interact with the people you're living with on a daily basis. And a very interesting thing happened recently that kind of, um, I think, demonstrates this really really well i was having dinner with a friend of mine who uh, is in the uk and he's married to a brazilian woman and he's trying to learn portuguese and we had this we were talking about how they how hard they find it to have a kind of portuguese only rule at home because you know his portuguese is not 
100%. It's not perfect. It's really good, actually, but it's not perfect. And so his wife finds it a little bit, you know, when he gets back from work and he wants to chat in Portuguese, it's a bit of a struggle. And so it's not, it's not easy and, and, and fluid. And so I was sort of asking, I was inquiring about this and I was asking her, you know, so what does, why not? You know, why is that the case? What, what's stopping you guys from talking in Portuguese when you're at home? And she said something like, well, you know, because when I'm with my friends, you know, we just chat and it's very easy and it's, and it's just like, you know, don't have to think and, you know. And, and what I realized was that my friend, when he got back from work and wanted to talk with his wife in Portuguese, was basically trying to say things that he'd learnt first and foremost. So he would he has Portuguese lessons, Portuguese classes. He would come back and he he tried to say things that he'd learnt, but not actually have a genuine conversation with his wife. And this is something that happens all the time when you're learning another language. We have our heads stuck in textbooks and things like that. We think language first, relationship second, but it's really important to flip that on its head and think relationship first, language second. So what I mean by that is you know, he would get home and he would say to her something like, um, I, I had a good day today and I worked, I went to this place and that place, I met this person, whatever, something that he'd learned to say. But if you think about, you know, what it's like if you, if you're, if you're married and you, or, you know, you get home and you see your, your family or whatever, you know, you don't go in and just suddenly start talking about stuff. You, you walk in and you say, Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm tired. Or, so what have you been up to today? You know, really quite mundane stuff, but that's the nature of language. That's the stuff that we talk about. And so what I told him, and what I suggest to you as well, Ben, is that when you're in the middle of conversations with the people that you're living with, try to think, if this was in English, if I was at home with my friends, what would I say? So what would I say in English? What would be the most natural thing to say in this situation? And then think about how to say that in French and say that. And what that does is it forces you to kind of be cool, be natural, not to be this person who's always practicing his French, you know, to be someone who's first and foremost a real person concerned with the relationship of the people that he's living with. And to do that, I think I, what I find it very, very useful to think, okay, well, what would I say in English? Because in our mother tongue, we're much more genuine, we're much more natural. And so I would be thinking always about that. Now, that's not to say that you'll necessarily be able to say the stuff that you want to say. But what I would do is I would think to myself, right, if I was going to say, oh, God, I'm knackered right now after work. Then I would write that down in my notebook. And then later I'd ask someone how to say that. And then what I'd do is I would observe all the other people I'm living with. What do they say when they get home from work? Probably something really mundane and, uh, you know, they probably say the same thing. Oh, so tired. Or, oh, what a terrible day. Observe what they say in those situations. Again, write that down. Once you put it written down, this becomes like your playbook of stuff, your playbook of things to say, the things that real people say. And then it's up to you how you kind of figure out how to say that in French. I mean, maybe in a quiet moment you could go and ask someone, okay, well, how would you say this? How would you say that? Or maybe you're having lessons and you could ask your teacher, well, what's the natural way of, of saying that? So I hope, do you see what I mean? Like you're, 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 you're thinking first and foremost about what, what French do people use here in real life interactions? And that means that you're developing a relationship with these people first and foremost. 
the other thing really I think is to just be very very observant and imitate everything so whatever it is whether it's in you know where you're sitting around having a chat over beers in the evening or you just come down for breakfast in the morning just observe see what they say and just imitate all the time you might feel a little bit out of place or awkward at first but really imitation and trying to be as much like them as possible is the way that you're going to develop that confidence so i hope that helps ben it's a it's a great opportunity but also you know a tricky situation so good luck and i'd love to know how it how, how you get on with it feel you know get in touch maybe when you finish your placement and let me know how it went and what you know what you learned from it and what maybe what you would recommend to someone uh, if they were going back into that situation i'd love to hear from you again if you'd like to ask me a question please go over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask and there's a cool little widget there that you can use on your mobile phone or on your computer to leave me a message. If you've been enjoying the show, I'd love it if you could leave me an iTunes review. This really helps me in two ways. It helps me to stay motivated to make these episodes week after week for you and also it helps other people interested in language learning to find the show. So if you'd like to leave me a review, please head over to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash review and you can leave me a star rating and review there on iTunes. Now, I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show again, italki. If you're not living with native speakers like Ben is, then you need to find a way to practice with them and italki is the way that I get all of my practice in different languages. We've got a fantastic uh, buy one, get one free lesson deal for you, which you can get at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash start speaking. So that's a fantastic way to start speaking your target language right away and if you're not speaking you really should be so I encourage you to check that out now at the end of every episode I like to leave you with a resource of some kind and today I'm going to give you a blog post that I wrote some time ago it's an in-depth article about how to create an immersion environment in your own home so if you're not as lucky as Ben to be living with native speakers you can recreate a lot of that at home and I'll put the link to that in the show notes, which you can find at iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash episode 38. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Take care.